Welcome to Fuji Love. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series and GFX cameras, but more importantly, it's about the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, whether it's news, interviews, and so much more, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And now, on with the show. My guest this week is Elishka Fischervia, if I get that right. Oh, almost. I pra- I, I did it so well uh, prior to the recording. Fischervia. Yes, you got it. There we go. <laughs> I should know this very well. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm practically uh, same same language almost. Um, um, okay. <laughs> same Slavic, uh, but yeah, Elishka. She is uh, a Fujifilm photographer in the Czech Republic, uh, a wedding photographer, an amazing wedding photographer, uh, I might add. And she is while she's uh, in your in your area, you have uh, camera ambassadors, and you are the Fujifilm ambassador for the GFX system, if that's correct. Yes, and thank you for the amazing intro. Even with the name, you made a great (laughs) job. (laughs) I try, I try. Um, I I have to say, before we begin, looking through your wedding photography, uh, you you were recommended uh, by the I think the Nordica people as for for that would make a great interview and. The Nordica people suggested that I reach out to you. And when I saw your work, I mean, it is absolutely amazing. You have this wonderful soft style that when I mentioned soft, it's not like it's out of focus or anything. You just have this way of using uh, the, the, the bokeh to your advantage uh, where, where you can uh, manipulate a scene and, and really add a, a lot of emotion to uh, weddings and, and portraitures, and, and and I think w- when you're doing uh, the the engagement portrait sessions, you're just making them that much more emotional and that much more fun because you're really getting that those candid moments out of the couple. Uh, your work is fantastic, and uh, I have to say it it is uh, a joy to be speaking with you today. Thank you very much. It's very nice to hear uh, somebody speaking of my work in this way. So it's it's absolutely <laughs> like I'm I'm feeling really blessed to be here because like this is a new thing for me. I'm not doing much English interviews. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for having me. Your English is great. Thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably get emails saying it's better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I did the stutter a lot, but uh, let me let me start with um, what what are you using currently for for your wedding photography? Yeah, my uh, go to camera to weddings is the GFX fifty R, 
which is maybe uh, like for a lot of people, a very slow camera and nobody understands why I'm using it for weddings. But I love how it slows me down. It's just like to get back with your film camera to, to the job when you have to think about like every frame. And this is like what brought me to Fujifilm and to the GFX system. But of course, as a wedding photographer, you need to be fast enough. So my second camera uh, is the uh, X-H2S, the new one, which I'm still trying to love the PASM dial, which I hate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I promised myself that this year I will get into it more technically because like I think it will help me a bit like you know to set up uh, the best like the best from the camera you know because like you can use it for for the flashlight and then like have like presets for everything you need but I'm very like old school photographer so I do much enjoy the new X-T5 than the X-H2S right now so these are my other two cameras which I'm like switching uh, by my mood I think (laughs) But I have to say the sharpness uh, and uh, the focusing system on the X-H2S is a little bit better than on the X-T5. Okay, that was going to be a question. Yeah. Um, So it's just a little bit better. Do you think think it's better in such a way that it's – when you're photographing a wedding, will will it be th- that much more of an advantage? Uh, I mean, while sometimes the bride and grooms move fast, they're not exactly wildlife. <laughs> uh, maybe the XT5 would be like, maybe it's fast enough, or is it really that noticeable that that extra speed is? You know, I have it just for like one month and a half, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't test it on wedding yet, but I did a lot of engagement session and surprise proposals here in Prague with it uh, recently. And it's more or less the same, I would say. But I think that the X-H2S has a like a more proper sharpness or the, the sharpness on the eye is more precise than it's oh, like, gotcha. okay yeah but it's maybe just my feeling you know <laughs> yeah but i mean you can't i mean as a wedding photographer you can't if that's what your gut is telling you then you, you will you will follow it <laughs> you yeah. got to stay with it yeah. So I totally hear you there. Yeah. Uh, but that's interesting. The, the the eyes are a little bit more in in, in sharpness. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll have to but, check that out myself. Yeah. But anyway, I'm just like more of the time I'm anyway shooting on the GFX because I just yeah love the sound. <laughs> but it's really just like you have to be sure you know that you will get the shot. So if there is like something happening so i will quickly switch to the other other camera just to be sure i have it sometimes when yep. i'm like a little bit um 
sometimes I try to catch it anyway on the GFX, <laughs> but you're not yeah. succeed every time. But yeah, that's life. That's that's part of the system. <laughs> I mean, usually with a wedding, we have uh, we have moments where they'll happen again. Uh, yes. I like to use the first dance as an example. Uh, if if uh, you don't get the groom twirling the bride yeah. the first time, there's going to be another moment where he's going to try it again. Yeah, uh, and nobody knows. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and nobody will know the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, and with the GFX, the 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 fifty R, I loved that camera too. That was probably my favorite of the GFX series, mainly because it is the only GFX camera that has the um, the, the 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 dials that you could play with, kind of like on the. XT5. Uh, yeah. I think it's more of a more in line with the XE4 as far as the dials go. Yeah. Uh, but so it's because I also have trouble with the 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 PASM. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah. I'm happy that I'm not the only one hating it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one. Yeah. Uh, and I really hope they uh, make a a, a new version uh, sometime soon because. I, I love the form factor. I do understand why they are using it. It's just, it helps people coming from a different system to the Fuji to understand the system. It was the reason why, like my first camera I bought in 2018 was the X-H1 because it was more like a, like a DSLR to me. Yep. But then I explore those XT series is just better, better option for me. You can just focus on what is really important. And this is your eye and your creativity. And you don't have to just check every button if you have like everything set up properly. So, yeah, so I do understand the move from Fujifilm. Uh, and this is maybe the reason why I'm keeping still the GFX 50R and not like uh, wanting to jump on the 100, uh, the GFX 100S. Is, is it S? <laughs> the, the new yeah. one? Yeah. So, because there, there are the puzzles again, and I just don't want them. <laughs> I, I used them. The 100 was yeah. really, was, was a beast. And at the time, I don't think my computer was able to handle the files very well. Yes. Uh, I since upgraded my uh, computer, but uh, the 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 50s Mark II was was okay. Uh, but again, the 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 PASM was just kind of the frustrating part. Yeah. Um, and I just j- just couldn't deal with it. And of course, it was probably one of our hottest summers of the year. And uh, holding onto the GFX camera started to weigh on on me. I'm like, this is why I left Canon, just to get away from the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was a Canon girl too. Oh, you were a Canon girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My last uh, Canon camera was the uh, 50SR, so the 50 megapixel Canon camera. So that's oh, the big ones, yeah. Big one, yeah. You're talking about detail. I had a very hard time selling it 
<laughs> because did you? Yes, nobody wanted those like fifty megapixels. And, well, at that, when, you know, when did you try to sell it? Um, let me think. I think it was two thousand nineteen. And it was about the time when, like, everybody was jumping on the mirrorless system. So it yeah. I think, was wrong. I kept it um, for a year or so when I was fully on Fuji, just in case, you know, like, if I change my mind yep. or, or whatever. <laughs> uh, and then I just, like, uh, I, I just enjoyed the, the Fujifilm system so much. So I was like, hey, this is, like, a very expensive camera. It's just, like, you know, lying here. And there's just a lot of dust over it. So I was trying to sell it. And it took me maybe, like, a half year to sell it. And the price was... Oh my god! Like it was less than a half of the price, but I yeah yeah. You missed that sweet window yeah. where you would have gotten a lot of money for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think at that point, Canon came out with their mirrorless. But you know, it's taking ages. Like everything is taking. I don't want to just like speak yeah. bad language on them. But if they release some mirrorless uh, camera sooner, I will maybe probably don't look anywhere else because, like, the reason why I needed a mirrorless camera was that uh, in 2015 I hurt my back and it ended up with a spinal surgery. And like carrying on like two uh, DSLR bodies was like very painful for me after the surgery. And it was like, so am I able to do this work even with this, you know, like the, the spinal thing and or like, should I quit to just like save my back or wh- what to do? And that was the, the breaking point when I just started start. start to look for something lighter and Fujifilm just crossed my path and I was so obsessed with how the how the cameras are small and light and great and everything is like more intuitive than on the Canon and then yeah like I just got the 50R the GFX so but it's still lighter than the Canon. What is what is? It is. Yeah, it's unbelievable. When you hold it, yes. it almost feels very toy-like. Uh, in that, yeah. it, 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 your eyes deceive you. You feel like this thing should be smaller, yeah, or um, or or should be built more subtly. But when you feel that shutter. You you know it means business because that has one of the most satisfying shutter sounds yeah. uh, of any of the cameras. And it even like feels like the film is rolling there, you know. Yes, the sound is great. <laughs> yes, that's a great way to put it because that is exactly. Uh, I, I never realized that 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 is exactly what it feels like. Yeah. Um, well. What lens do you use with that uh, GFX? That's a funny thing. I have only one lens to the GFX, and it's a 56 uh, 2.8. So this is my only lens I have. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is funny. Yeah. Um, because 
I would imagine you would want something a little bit faster on that. Uh, like and, I, I was looking for the weight, you know, and and like something what I can use for portraits, and the fifty. Uh, not it. Not it. It's oh my god! It's fifty six, right? The let me check. <laughs> Am I saying <laughs> the the lens correctly or sixty three? Oh, 63, okay. Oh, sorry, 63, yeah. The 56, it's on uh, X mount, sorry. So so the 63 2.8 is my GFX lens, one and only. Gotcha. I, I was focused. I, I knew which one you were talking about with yeah. the 2.8. Yeah, yeah um, like, you know, I'm still, like, dealing with, like, uh, with, with the names of the lenses. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so confusing. It's a little bit different than on the full frame, and then you have the uh, the X system and the GFX system. Yes, yeah, so yeah. The, the 63, 63 is the lens, and it's not that big, and it's not that heavy, and this is what, what it was so important for me to, when I will have the GFX, the bigger body, so let's have some, like, um, compact lens for it. And because I do a lot of destination weddings, so I need to pack like three bodies into my uh, into my uh, backpack when I travel. So so yeah, so I chose this. Oh, right on. So with, with destination weddings, uh, how how far are you you going from the from uh, the Czech Republic? I was all over. I was in Hong Kong. I was in. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was multiple times in in the US, uh, and I do a lot of weddings around Europe. And my most popular uh, destination is Netherlands. The, this is like uh, where a lot of my clients are coming from. So, so Amsterdam is my second home, or used to be second home. Like. <laughs> Uh, COVID stopped almost all my destination work, and this is yeah. This like last year, 2022, uh, was the first year I was back on track. What was this crazy? You know, like two years gap with no traveling. It was it was hard for me. For a traveling photographer, that mm-hmm. must have been heart wrenching. Yes. Uh, how what per- percentage is traveling, and what what is local? It's like 50-50, I would say. Is it? Wow, that's half the business. I, I, I feel for you. Yeah. Um, I, is the Czech Republic part of the EU? Forgive me for not knowing that. Yeah, yeah we, are, we are part of EU for like a lot of years. Oh, my God. 15 years or, nice. or more, yeah. So that um, gives you carte blanche to travel uh, yeah. fairly I mean, without uh, any kind of diseases ruining your time, uh, it's fairly simple to travel around, yeah. if, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And you can like work anywhere in Europe legally. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, when you were in the United States, where, whereabouts were you? Um, do you mean places? Yeah. Yeah, I was in New York, Dallas, and Seattle. That was my three destinations. Nice. Which one was your favorite? I have to say Seattle because I do listen to metal music. So going to Seattle <laughs> for me was like I was in a candy shop, you know. <laughs> so like all my favorite <laughs> bands are from there. And I have to say I had really great weather 
uh, no raining at all. Uh, what is it typical, you know, for for Seattle? So I really enjoyed it. It was it was great, and it was nice. a client I met in Prague. What was like the world is so small, you know. So you never know, like <laughs> when one shooting in Prague will uh, let you in the future. That's great, and that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's why I love so much the surprise proposals because a lot of my clients are not Czech. Like 95% of uh, guys who want to propose in Prague are from US or from UK. And this is the easiest way how to how to get destination wedding for me. Oh, that's so funny. So yeah. you, a lot of your business is uh, from tourists that are just... Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I I would have never even thought of that. That I I'm, I might actually have to start restructuring how I do business. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, this decision uh, like came very quickly when like a lot of tourists uh, started to reach me out around like 2014 when like people uh, explore Prague exists. What's good? <laughs> we were still you know like uh or we are still considered like a post-soviet you know country and eastern europe what we are not we are actually more western than vienna but uh like nobody knew about prague uh before 2014 i don't know what happened but this was the year i just i had only american clients for the sessions in prague so this was like mm, okay so let's focus on them and this is how i started all this it uh i'm sure there was some kind of michael bay movie that intrigued people <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah well prague is a thing let's go there <laughs> it's beautiful it is beautiful yeah. uh, i i've i've seen a lot of um uh travel guides that take you to Prague and I would I would absolutely love to uh one go back to Poland at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and then is it some of the other uh Slavic countries? Yeah. You're anytime when you're here, so just let me know. I can just show you where to get a beer under one US dollar. You will love it. Oh my god! Yeah, that's the, that's probably the best. You know what? That's probably the the best reason to to go yeah. to Prague because I, I heard the same. Come pretty pretty oh. pretty early, you know, because the uh like the life is getting more and more expensive, so the beer is going to be more expensive too. <laughs> With everything happening um, right now in the Ukraine, yes. Um, a lot of my relatives in Poland are, are, are hosting Ukrainian families. Um, did you get an influx of people as well? Yeah, we do have two girls in our home too, like since uh, beginning of March 2020. And it was uh, when I saw like what they packed for life, just their kids and one suitcase. It was very heartbreaking. And I don't just don't want to speak like uh, politics here because we... we oh, yeah, we, we, we will go to the politics. 
and and it's <laughs> but I have to say like uh it's for Czech people this was very very uh sensitive topic because we did have like Soviet uh soldiers here from 1968 till like almost 1993 so we all felt like this is not right and the wave how the people you know like welcomed all those refugees was amazing so i'm i'm happy that uh like people in my country helped a lot to the ukraine girls yeah most. that's amazing yeah uh what i was going to get at is ha- has that affected any any of your wedding business uh has it spurred on more or or do you think it affected any of your, your current business uh um the the one thing what is happening right now is that uh, all europe union is dependent on the gas from from russia so uh in a spring 2022 2023 uh it was like the gas was so expensive that you have to you have to really like tell all of your clients hey just we had a deal like it's gonna cost this and this but this is what happened so it was a little bit difficult uh with like uh, adjusting the pricing uh to like how everything becomes so expensive but right now yeah. uh, right now it's settling down a bit but it's visible like people are scared uh, we did have some like problems with uh with the price for electricity like all over europe you know so yep. people were afraid to book something out of their like uh, normal needs because uh nobody knew what what's gonna happen in winter how much money you will pay for the for the electricity and for the heating and stuff so it was hard and i think it's gonna be hard even next year but from my perspective um i raised raised my prices because you know like I have to pay my bills too so yeah i was so worried that nobody will book me but the people are booking, so that's good. Like, hopefully, nothing more will happen, and this trend will continue because, like, we are on the same boat with the pricings, and yeah. So you need to do what you need to do, right? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, l- looking at your work, it, it is absolutely worth it. Um, you. you you just have some very beautiful locations. And again, I don't know if it's coming from the GFX or if it's from the, um, from the X series cameras. But when, when I go back to that, uh, focal length, like that blurriness, it's almost as though you're using like a tilt shift, um, lens like because the like on your homepage in particular there's this one photo of a couple standing on a bridge and and the houses are behind them and, and the the blur to it's it's not a normal bokeh blur uh, how are you doing that it was still chipped on canon <laughs> oh was that still on canon 
Yes. So this one, but I do have the tilt shift lens. Uh, I'm using it time to time on the GFX with the the simple keep on reduction. So, but on the GFX, uh, this Canon lens, it's more wider. It's more like 16 mil, what is sometimes yeah. too wide, you know. Uh, but I love it. So, so time to time, I'm, I just I just even put it on my GFX too. But that one you are okay. So about. I wasn't crazy. I'm I'm, I'm so glad. <laughs> no, you weren't. I thought you. I thought that was all on the GFX with the GFX lens. I'm like, Gee, that's gotta be tilt shift. It no, is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That is a great lens to use, though. By uh, by the way, um, I, I I know uh, uh, another GFX camera user. Uh, up in Canada, mm-hmm. who does some amazing panoramic work with the uh, using the Canon tilt shift lens, and yeah. I mean his his work is absolutely stunning. So I mean that's got to be one of the things that you're looking forward to from Fujifilm is that brand new native GF uh, the the tilt shift lens. It's gonna that, be that's super in the works. expensive. It's gonna be super expensive. I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, you think but, so? Yeah. I think so. I think it's gonna be a thousand dollars, like like three, two, no, maybe two thousand dollars. I think it's gonna cost. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's about right. I think it's gonna be yeah. high end two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just maybe. for the mechanics behind it. But I mean, it's got to be worth it. You know, but um, um, I was thinking about selling the lens too when I was like getting rid of all the Canon stuff because I'm not using it much. It's just like for a few pictures and you have to have a time with a couple because it's completely different type of work. And, and then I kept it because I was like, okay, so I will sell it for like not the price I get it. So I'm not sure if I will jump on the new native lens for Fujifilm. If I will be like the the architectural photographer, then yes, of course, because it's better to have have it like a proper lens for your GFX. But for this kind of playful um, portraits, I'm not sure. I will maybe keep this one. <laughs> Let's see what you get for the Canon lens first. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> if you can get a good price on that. Uh, the, then you can go get the uh, GFX lens. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when let's we want uh, go go back some. Uh, we 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 talked about your transition into Fujifilm and the reason why when 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 you hurt your back. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go back even further uh, where you first started photography. I always love hearing everybody's origin story about how they uh, got into photography, what that spark was to, to start loving the, the capturing the moments and, and, and things like that. What was your first introduction to photography? My introduction was... <laughs> I call it like I all the time chose like plan A and it ended up with plan B. 
what what was like <laughs> <laughs> even better plan than the original one uh in 2004 uh when i was about to choose like my high school because we have a little bit different uh, school system than you do so we are choosing the second school uh, age of 15 so I wasn't accepted to the first one and I have to choose like other one in a different city. And that high school has, uh, I had no idea by the time when I was applying for the second one, but they had um, like a program when you can choose whatever you would love to go with like RD way or with the scientific way. And because I all the time was like uh, going to some like, you know, drawing schools after after the normal school of, since I was like five. So I chose this artistic way at the school. And there was a teacher and she was a really great teacher. And she graduated from Fine Art Academy in Prague. And she just uh, showed us all the beauty, how you can use like the new media, video and all that stuff. And we were learning uh, the art history uh, through doing art projects. And this is what that that was the first like um, time I ever took any picture on a camera. And I just loved it. So um since I was like 15, I knew so that I want to be an artist. I didn't know like what the artist is, you know, but yeah. I wanted to be an artist and do cool stuff. So I just focused the next four years on art and like creativity and playing with photography and video. And I just wanted to go to the same school she was uh, she was from. And I wasn't accepted again. I was like in between those like eight last ones and they were choosing just two people into the studio and I wasn't accepted. And my second school was a school of photography. So I was like, hey, okay, so let's go there. And then the, the year after I will apply again to the Fine Art Academy. And I just stayed there because uh, we had a really great teacher and uh, we just learned craft. So the first year was all about analog film photography. So we do we 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 needed to understand what is happening in the black box. So and this was like so fascinating for me being like all the days locked down in the dark room and yeah. doing <laughs> smelling the chemicals you know and doing the photography with your hands so so i just uh, chose that i will be a photographer so i have never done anything else since like uh age of 15 i'm a freelancer like official freelancer since since uh, since i was like 20 so i'm doing it almost for 18 years just this <laughs> nice congratulations thank you sometimes it's hard you know sometimes it's like i should maybe go to some like normal job to see how the people are handling the normal schedule of the day you know nine to five <laughs> uh, and, and then bother. i'm just like no nah, it's okay <laughs> <laughs> i uh i still have one of those and i'm, I'm i've been trying to get rid of it for the my my 20 years 
Oh, really? <laughs> so, so, yeah, so what, I, I just can't doing? shake it up. What's that? What, 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 is, what are you doing? What is your day job? Oh, if my day job is uh, uh, email marketing for oh, a company. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, I've just, I've, wedding photography is, is I, I like to say I, I have two full-time jobs. The mm-hmm. one, just, just one happens on the weekdays and one happens on the weekends. Yeah. Um, in all honesty, I can't complain too much. It's, uh, they both don't conflict with one another. And, uh, the only thing that I'm just, uh, missing out on is time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't understand how you are doing it because I'm just, I'm just a wedding photographer and like during the season, which is in Republic, Czech Republic since May till like October, let's say, I don't have time for anything. I'm like you are my. You're hero. also a better photographer than me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much weddings though. Like I do have like max twenty, but I don't know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> like I just <laughs> need a space from the pictures, you know, and yeah. I you know what? That that's a great point. Um, yeah. <clears throat> especially especially when you finish photographing a wedding and then immediately jumping into the editing process i i find is harmful for for me personally i, I need to have at least a, a week before i even look at it again yeah and um i don't know if it's the same for everybody uh, I, i'm uh, you know I, i'd imagine that most some people can just jump right into it right away and, and others you know may take longer may take shorter um but uh how 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 is it with you like uh, do you need any kind of space between photo uh yeah. making and photo editing and how much photo editing do you do with with the uh GFX camera line yeah yeah so uh the day after i'm doing them uh a slideshow from like let's say 20 pictures so that's easy because you do remember you know some funny moments or like uh, emotional moments from the day so you pick them very quickly from from the all of these pictures i took but for the rest i need some some gap in between the editing of the whole wedding because i'm first of all Um, as a girl, I don't know if like is, this is a girly thing, but I'm so so tired the day after the wedding, so I just need like to lay down for a while, you know, and refresh myself. And I do think that when you do the selection, all all the selection the day after the wedding, you can miss some moments because you are tired. You do remember the pictures, yeah. and I don't know if like you have it too. But sometimes with the time, some of the pictures like appears like a miracle in the in the gallery, and you may miss them when you do it pretty, you know, soon after the wedding. So, so I I I'm selecting them like let's say two or maybe three weeks after the wedding. So that that's how I do it. 
And with the editing this year, I jumped on the Imagine AI and I love it. <laughs> I'm so I'm so in shock how the artificial intelligence like learn your style of editing. And I do really recommend everybody to try it if you are, you know, like struggling with the editing and if this is something you don't like. So Imagine AI, it's a great tool to just like have some life in the wedding season. I think I, I I've I've tried one of the AI services, mm-hmm. um, and I I found that it called the you may kiss the bride and the the couple kiss mm-hmm. um, called all of them out, and uh, as I'm going through Lightroom, I'm like something's missing here. This is that. I think I've something it dawned on me that I, where's the couple kissing the, the defining moment of, of, of a wedding, <laughs> the punctuation mark, the, the exclamation point, And it culled it out. It wasn't blurry or anything. It's just because both couples eyes were closed while they were kissing. And, and so it just popped it out. I'm like, Nope. I, I, yeah. I don't use it for calling for, uh, this is like, I don't believe any like artificial intelligence that it will call better than me because uh usually um as you said like the closed eyes this is something what i want to have at my pictures so so i'm yes. not using it for a calling but i use it for uh color grading and this is something what helps me a lot because uh since i have like three different cameras and you may notice that each of the Fujifilm camera has a different colors outcome. So it was yep. a pain for me to just like get all of the th- three of them like in a in a perfect line. And this is what the artificial intelligence is doing better than me. Because they are just looking into the algorithm how you uh, deal with the colors and it applies all of this algorithm on the pictures. So it saves me, saves me a lot of time. So uh, that, that's interesting because yeah. I've never heard it put quite like that. Uh, will it adjust the colors so that they're similar or it'll just pick out the colors that are similar? I think that uh, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm not sure that if this is right, but what I understood is that it's just following how, you shift all these buttons in Lightroom. So it just follow the, the pattern of how you make the difference, you know, for example, in the white balance. And it just calculates all these like little, little shifts. And so you're, what it applies so you, on the other pictures. So you're doing your selection process. Yes. Uh, and it's learning from you. So whatever... It's aesthetics your, your eyes are going yeah. by yeah, it's basically to, sorry speak no no that's okay that's okay go on <laughs> you have to have like five thousand edited pictures in one style in your lightroom and this is like from uh this you apply to the image in ai and it learns all these like nuances you are shifting 
and it creates your own color profile. And this color profile, then it applies to every picture. So you just upload into Imagine AI. Okay. All right. That, I see what you mean. All right. That and it's done in right. 30 minutes. 30 minutes for wow. all wedding. Okay, you've convinced me. I'll give it another try. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what is the name of it again? Imagine AI. Imagine I AI. You, I will send you a link. <laughs> yes, email me yeah. the link. That'll be much yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think that's the one I used. I, I used a, a software that I had to install. Uh, something I I don't remember what it was called. It was a little while ago. Uh-huh. Uh, everything before COVID is just a blur right now. <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus! I just want my two years of life back because I just felt like <laughs> I I was like it was like a no time for me. Even though sorry, even though I made like a lot of projects back back in the time, but in a personal life, it was just um like no zone. I just missed yep. the traveling so much. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so w- when you uh, decided that photography was your passion, uh, it, it was it, it was your career choice. This was this is what I'm going to do from here on out. How did that go from uh, a, a girl that wants to be a photographer to uh, portrait wedding photographer. Was it just what you, what was a natural uh, progression or did you have any other styles in mind? Was, what was yeah. uh, photojournalism considered uh, was uh, you know, any kind of like travel photography. I mean, I suppose you do travel yeah. photography yeah. technically, yeah. but uh, actually no, when I'm traveling, I'm not, taking my camera with me <laughs> really <laughs> yeah that's interesting. The time. like when uh after i switched to fuji it's uh i have like uh x uh, 100v so this is the camera i'm taking now but before when i had a canon i was so tired from the jobs uh, and work you know so i just and it was like my like all my fortune was in the cameras so i was like no the work is staying home and I will just like take a few uh, snaps on my iPhone. That was uh, funny. Uh, yeah. R- right now the Fuji mm, bring me back into like that. I'm, sometimes I'm carrying my camera, sometimes not. It really depends on the, on the destination. But um, thanks to my studies uh, and thanks to my uh, like professor at the university, we had a lot of opportunities to try different different types of photography. So, and um, what was the great uh, greatest um, opportunity we had as students was that we were working as a photographers for the the Škoda Auto Concern. And we were working on a real uh, campaigns. It was like uh, volun- like it wasn't mandatory. You just like can choose it if you want to learn something. Uh, it was happening all the time during a summertime. So uh, when like, like an all- internship. Sorry. It was like an internship. It wasn't like an internship. Uh, it was like my professors were doing the job and just invited invited 
uh, students interested in like seeing the real world to help them. So this is what I did. I helped my professors to like do the real job and we did a retouching and we did like a lot of like lightning uh, at the at the scene and stuff like this. So we were like assistants to to our professors. And I liked it. Like the the car photography was really something what I was like, I was sure that I will do, you know, and I was thinking that I will be the girl uh, taking the pictures of the cars and I will be, <laughs> I will be the, the girl boss photographer for the car industry. And then just like one wedding crossed my uh, my path again, you know, you, you know, like the the plan B happened again, yep. <laughs> and I was just like so. Uh, it, it was in Amsterdam when I was visiting my friend, and she had a friend uh, getting married in Amsterdam, and they just liked my my uh, portfolio and asked if I just don't want to photograph the wedding in Amsterdam, and I was like twenty four back in the oh time God, and I was like oh yeah sure so I did it <laughs> like no money you know it was just for an experience and it was yep. amazing and uh, I remember when we were sailing like uh, the canals of uh, Amsterdam with a couple uh, on a boat and I was like hey this is what I want to do I just want to be wedding photographer traveling the world i don't know how i will make it but i will make it and this is what i'm going to do and it happened <laughs> like <laughs> the year after uh i had like five destination weddings uh from that couple that was amazing and the, the that's phenomenal yeah. so yeah. i got i gotta know for for this first wedding you're you're in amsterdam yeah. You are so. What are you using for gear at this point? It was the Canon thing. Yeah, I had Mark III. The Mark and, III, okay. Yeah, and the six D. That was my two cameras. Oh, good, good. So those are both good cameras. Yeah, and then I would imagine one had the twenty-four to seventy. Yes, exactly. This is that was my <laughs> that was my prime lens for like everything because I don't know why nope. I was just like lazy to just change lenses. <laughs> no, 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 no. That we I was the same way on the Ken uh, Canon side. I, I practically had it glued on. Um, yes, uh, the me. lens literally <laughs> fell off the camera one day. I'm like, yeah. ah, I think it's time to upgrade that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, was, what was your second uh, camera body lens? Uh, 35, uh, 2.0. Very cheap. Oh, that's a good lens, yeah. But a cheap one, and but with a great, like, the colors uh, were amazing from that lens. And the sharpness was great, too. It was a good, yeah, that, that was really good. Uh, I didn't play along with uh, prime lenses all that much on the Canon side. I, I, to my detriment, I think I would have been a better photographer had I started with the primes. Um, mm, I, I didn't start on the not, primes until I, I late in Canon. Yeah. I think that a lot of people hate zoom lenses, but to be honest, like the 2470 was a great lens. And even like the equivalent I have on a Fuji, those 60 
oh my god, me and the numbers, just correct me if I will uh, say again <laughs> a wrong <laughs> type of, of lens, but the 16 till 56, is it it? Uh, the, the Something like that. I, 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 I know which lens. The big one? The I big know which one. lens you're talking about. Yeah, so it's a great, great lens to have on your camera. It's sharp, it's fast, it's good. Yeah, and I use it like almost every day. Yeah, I think the lens that got me to appreciate prime lenses more uh, mm -hmm. on the Canon side, it was the 135 F2 lens. Mm-hmm. Because that bokeh was just magical. Yeah. And for portrait lenses, it was, I, I, I fell in love. Uh, but by that point, I was trying to transition into Fujifilm. And then I noticed that Fujifilm had the 90 millimeter equivalent. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's my goal. I'm going to get good at Fuji and uh, <laughs> I'm going to have that lens. You know what? Uh, I had never, never owned uh, a lens longer than 50. Really? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Why, why lens, is that? What? I don't know. Uh, I just, I, I'm a big lover of 50 mil. Like, I think it's it's close enough. And, <laughs> uh, and maybe, uh, you know what? I'm the same way. I, I I frequently use uh, it now. Talk about uh, the the lens that I use the most uh -huh. um, on the X system. It's the thirty three millimeter lens, mm -hmm. at, which is equivalent to about fifty millimeters. Um, maybe you said and noticed that my my work is all about like close ups and blur and bokeh, and maybe. It's because I love to be with my clients in a close relationship. I just want to be in, you know, as close as possible to them. And this is maybe why I choose just those lenses. I just don't want to be far away from them. I just want to hear what they are, you know, speaking about, how they interact with each other. And yeah, so I'm a contact photographer for sure. <laughs> I Absolutely, but... Yeah. What what also intrigues me is that you're you're up close to them, but you're still getting a good look at where at where they are, which is why I think uh, um, the, the you wouldn't get that if you were using something that you know w w was like really up close to them, where it's only them. You're yeah. you're still getting their surroundings uh, quite nicely and. Uh, so you're able to have the story told even better, uh, because you have, uh, a sense of setting. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, it's just a theory. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just like, I'm, I'm just like imagining how I work, you know, right now when, when I'm speaking about, but yeah, like for me, the number one subject is my couple. But as well, uh, and I think this comes from my school because like we were like, we were taught that like 
everything what is on the picture is important and you have to think about the frame. So I'm just trying to just play with the composition in this in this kind of like theory they gave us. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so it's it's hard to get like rid of all these rules you have from the school. And especially when I was deciding of whatever I will like uh, buy after the canon. So it was back in the time when everybody told me like the APS-C is not a professional camera and you should have a full frame camera and you should have a DSLR. Otherwise you are not a professional, you know. So sometimes it's great to have uh, this background from school. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> it's very like uh, tightening your hands. Uh, especially I graduated in uh, 2012. So it's 10 years ago, you know, so a lot's changed. Even like, yes. you know, especially technically, because like, uh, I, I think that full frame is overrated right now. Because the new Fujifilm cameras, especially the, the 40 megapixels on the X-T5, you may not notice much difference from full frame. So, yeah. So, I'm trying to get rid of these, like, fake rules I created for myself sometimes. <laughs> I'm fascinated with every, like, other professionals' um, view on the the Fuji brand it it almost feels like it's it's solely directed at uh, Fujifilm uh, I, I, because I don't hear many people complaining about like Panasonic and, and the Lumix system and the Micro Four Thirds uh, as much it's it's always Fujifilm you know you, you how dare you <laughs> how yeah. dare you be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they are afraid of us. Maybe <laughs> it's look. We're we're half the cost. the The quality is just as good, even though they will go kicking and screaming, saying, yes. "No, full frame is the way to go." I can tell, and and, and you know the sure maybe a bokeh ball is a little bit blurrier, and yeah. like. If if you're anybody who's you know just a normal person, you're not going to be able to tell. You're not going to care how the bokeh is appearing in a in a photo. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's just it, it's some of the hangups that photographers have is just incredible. You know, I think it comes from a time when like the differences in between full frame and other APS-C cameras were so big, you know, but we are speaking about like 15 years back and not like yeah. this, this time. And if you take a look on some like famous photographers, uh, like Elliot Ervid, for example, so they are not using like uh, 2.8. They are all shooting like f 5.6 or 8 you know and like because like using just the, the the smaller and smallest aperture it's not making your pictures like looking more professional and this is like what what i hate about like like comparing the bokeh bokeh is not 
the most important thing on this planet, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but when I take a look on my GFX files and when I see how sharp it is and how the the pictures looks like more like 3D objects. So this is the only reason, not the reason, but the, the only thing when bokeh matters. When you take a look on a big print on a medium format, then yes, there is a difference. But like nobody takes a look these days on the pictures on the huge, you know, wall art. Like everybody's are scrolling uh, your photos on your phone or on a small screens. So they barely notice the bouquet. And so so it's a little bit overrated too. So yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I was no, 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 I, I agree. I mean, God, yeah. what, what's one of the most famous photography quotes? F8 and be there? Yeah. Um, yes. I, I don't remember who said it. Um, yeah. Somebody in the audience will, will clue me yeah. in. Um, yeah. Fujilofeedback at gmail.com if you know it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh you know, it's, it's, it's as long as it doesn't even have to be in focus either. That's the beauty yes. um, that I think this is something that I've been exploring with a, a lot of my work uh, because I've been finding some of the accidental, accidental blurry photos have been not better, but just added to the complete day. Yeah. And it's something that I've been appreciating more. Because it's, uh, it feels like a real life. It's not perfect, but it's like. Yes. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, that certain movement that's being emphasized or. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I Now I'm trying to do it on purpose that, you know, <laughs> but it's very difficult to cause an accident on purpose. Yes. <laughs> uh, to know what that magic was that happened to happen while you were trying to do your regular job. Yes. <laughs> um, too, yeah. But you know what? I think that's why I'm, I'm so drawn to your photography because it does have elements of that. And when you use your tilt, like in the, some of the examples I mentioned earlier, when you use that tilt shift, it does kind of feel like you're suddenly there and you're catching that sudden moment. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I, at least I think that's what it is. Um, and in the end, it's, it's still very beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I'm trying to, My pleasure. <laughs> I'm trying to experiment with all these stuff, but I'm trying to avoid all these like trendy stuff, you know, like I'm I call myself a purist in a photography. Like I try to uh to get the things I know from the dark room and from the film uh film field and yep. implement it in the digital digital uh, sphere that's that's 
probably the the biggest reason why I love the the 50 the GFX 50R that it's really so slow <laughs> so yeah. and it's a medium format so it's a different approach when you shoot wedding with GFX so it's causing this um these mistakes uh, pretty often because uh for example the shutter speed you have to keep your shutter speed on a you know like a, a shorter uh, shorter level otherwise you are not able to hold it because yeah. there, then it will be blurred <laughs> so yeah so th- this is this is the second or my thoughts are with the gfx that this is maybe why i love it so much yeah it's just a film in the digital sphere <laughs> i'll have to give that a try uh yeah. I, I might have to pick up a uh 50r someplace I, I mean, it's a camera that I could probably get pretty, uh, pretty cheap now. Cheap yeah. being a relative term for that size. You know, <laughs> uh, I was cleaning uh, my apartment recently, and I found out uh, some bills for the Canon, <laughs> Canon cameras, old ones, and I was like, yeah. "Man, it was so expensive!" And for the price tag of the fifty DSR, you have almost a new GFX now. Yep. It's crazy. And it's just totally. like it's just like, I don't know, six years back, you know? So I think you will get it for a very, very reasonable price. And this camera is gonna be iconic. So it's gonna have it's gonna have time in fu- uh, price in the future. Because this yeah. is the last GFX with uh, the sensor. I'm not sure of, uh, <laughs> of the name of the sensor, but this is the last one. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I, um... I listened to your podcast for two days, and I know that you are speaking a lot of technical stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't know. Oh, my God. Word. I am such not a technical person. <laughs> I, I, I can... Uh keep up with uh the the guests who do know a lot about yeah. the cameras yeah uh but i'll i'll be like yep mm-hmm, that's a that <laughs> it, it does that i know it does that i don't know how but it does it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> magic um the one thing that i absolutely want to do more of when i get the gfx system is um now I want to try this. Uh I I, I want to be able to e- experiment with, with couples and weddings and all that fun stuff. But I also want to do a lot more panoramic photos. Mm-hmm. I, I think having that uh panoramic style uh is it, just so lovely when it comes to portraits. Uh, to to be able to have more of that setting, kind of like uh, a movie screen, uh, and I've been playing around when I did have the GFX system. That's I, I, I think I think some of their um, the the selections. I think they made it a little bit too wide, almost Lawrence of Arabia style, uh, <laughs> and I wanted to pull it back to. Uh, something a little bit more reasonable. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now with the GFX. But I'll eventually I mean, make that jump. 
Yeah, the the good thing is that if you change your mind after, that is too panoramatic, so you can crop it. Yes, yes, that is true. You still have all these information in there, and that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing I might do is just, I don't know, I, I don't know where to begin. I, I, I want the XT5 so bad. <laughs> I do recommend uh, it because, like, uh, it's it's not just because I'm a girl and I just really like nice cameras as a part of my outfits on weddings, you know. Uh, it's small, smaller than the uh, XT4, just a little bit, but it's smaller, lighter, and it's amazing. The ergonomics uh, ergonomics is amazing and. Thanks God for the old display because the other one was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the flippy screen, yeah. yeah. A lot of people weren't fans of that. I think but, it's uh, good when you do the video, but when I need like quickly, like because because of my back, I don't bend my back much, you know. So I need my camera to do it for me. And it was like I'm losing seconds, you know, with the with the flipping uh, screen. So I'm glad they put it back on the new body. So I'm I'm a big fan. So I do 100% recommend you to get it. <laughs> right on. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> uh, so with with all you know, weddings now kind of back to where they were before. Mm-hmm. Um, and portraiture and the the travel starting to happen again. Is there any other kind of work that you want to uh, attempt uh, play with? Has is is weddings going to be your primary? My forever you yourself continuing weddings, <laughs> or are are you exploring any other kinds of styles? Uh, you know what, like, uh, since the COVID times, when I, when we were or locked down uh, in our homes, I just got back to basics. Uh, and because I didn't want to, and because I became an ambassador in March 2020, I got my, uh, my GFX in the first, the strongest and hardest lockdown ever. And I was like, okay, so I have a new camera, the medium format, what I will do. So I started, uh, projects like we did at school and, I was like doing self self portraits at home and other other uh, different stuff, and this like uh, took me to teaching other other photographers more than I was doing before COVID, and so right now I'm more enjoying my like mentor uh, career than the photography career. And I right now I'm running a course, uh, or not course, sorry, uh, course is a check check word, sorry. I'm running, <laughs> uh, um, it's not a workshop, like lesson for uh, photographers, and we are like Classic. all together class. Yeah, this is the, this is the world I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, so we are meeting every week, uh, and we are uh, making photos on on a certain topic, and. They need to consult uh, the topic with me and the way uh, what they want to do, and I'm just trying to like, like um, 
get from them the maximum and this is and I'm I'm just photographing with them and this is what I enjoy the most right now that I can like bring up uh the creativity from other people and it helps me to do other than the commercial stuff because uh when you don't have a, like let's say it's hard to start a personal project without like having some uh some outcome for example in like exhibition or stuff like this so you just like don't work um dead hard on the personal projects and this is helping me to to produce something else than the commercial stuff and this is what i love the most about it right now so i think that and because i'm pregnant and my due date is in march so two months to go so i think that the congratulations thank you so <laughs> i think that the mentoring sessions and those like uh, uh school things uh are going gonna to be like more they taking the the wheel you know right now because uh, yeah. being a wedding photographer it's a physically and uh time consuming <laughs> <laughs> we will see right on. but i'm booking well, weddings i'm crazy like i i have booked like five weddings already like all of my friends are looking at me and i'm like what are you doing like you will have a baby and i'm like yeah okay it's just one day <laughs> i can do it so we will see you know <laughs> how how crazy idea this is like take weddings <laughs> well if you need a second photographer to, to cover your day I'll, yeah, uh, I'll I'll get my passport ready and uh, I'll, okay, I'll try cool. <laughs> yeah, the deal then. Yeah, yeah. Right on. So, yeah, twenty three is gonna to be a big surprise for me. Awesome, and that's that's yeah. that's amazing. It's a one hell of an adventure. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right on. Well, Alishka, I could keep talking on and on. You you are such a joy to. Uh, speak with and uh, I definitely want to have you back on the show uh, in, in a future date when uh, I'd love to go into your uh, ambassadorship uh, with, with Fujifilm how that is and, and there's so many more questions uh, we'll have to save it for a part two but uh, uh, in the meantime why don't you tell the world where they can find you on the web and they can check out some of your amazing work Yeah, so my brand name is called Kyria. It's K-H-I-R-I-A.com. And of anywhere you see Kyria connect, connected to photography, it's going to be probably me. <laughs> so nice. uh, you, you What does that mean? Like, it's, it's just a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it out when I was like 13 or something like that. And uh, when like the X chat, you know, and all these chatting rooms were like rolling in Czech Republic. So I was searching for some a nickname and uh, this uh, there was a Cosmo Girl, you know, the magazine for girls. And there, there was an article. It's such an embarrassing story, but I, I have to tell you. <laughs> And there was an article like "Found Find Your Witch Name," and it was like you calculated your date of birth, and it just like gives you some some like uh, names. 
And this is how Kyria came into the world. And I just kept it, you know. So because like uh, when I started to focus on the the Americans and f- uh, foreigners, so nobody is able to say Eliška Fischerova. Like you did it great, but <laughs> it comes from the Polish roots, you know, but uh, yeah. <laughs> nobody will, will understand Eliška Fischerova at all. So I just keep it as my brand name. And I have this registered since 2003, something like that. So over... That is brilliant. Yeah. 20 that years. That is awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. 20 years, Mark. I'm old. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm old, too. Uh, I've been in photography for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you and I have practically uh, the same... Uh, timeline uh, as uh, like as far as origins go, except yeah. the only difference is I, I learned my photography from when I was a reporter at a newspaper oh, uh, where we all had to know photography. And uh, that would be the only difference uh, we had. But, but apart from that same timeline. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. So I hope that, uh, all of your listeners uh, would understand me and I just like sorry if I I said something of wrong grammatically. No. You were you were <laughs> awesome. Your English is superb and uh, again you 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 have uh, uh, a great you have a great grasp of the English language and uh, again I, I'm going to hear from them saying if she could do so well what Why do we have to listen to you stutter or something like that? <laughs> so, uh, so thank you for having me. It was really, really nice uh, hour and something to speaking with you. So hopefully, hopefully you will come to Prague and we will grab a beer together. Right on and do some street photography. I sure. I definitely want to make it out to Europe um, yes. uh, at, at some point soon. And uh yeah and kind of uh see my roots and kind of uh explore that area a lot more so yeah i i, I will definitely let you know <laughs> let me know mark thank you right on have a great uh wonderful time uh congratulations on your uh on your soon to be uh, <laughs> on the way um <laughs> and uh yeah we'll we'll talk soon Sure. Thank you, Mark. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope to see you back next week. I wanted to also mention one more time that this is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And my name is Mark Sadowski. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter, mostly Instagram though. I'm at Mark Sadowski. That's Mark with a C. And you can also check out my other podcast, X Mark. It's a Fujifilm-esque kind of show where it's more spice of life and pretty infrequent. But if you want more of my voice, that's the place to check it out. Thank you for listening and we'll see you soon.